Today on Annenberg Radio News. The more we can do to change that behavior, the more successful we'll be on reducing how much trash gets generated, how much we can recycle. A city plan to encourage a greener Los Angeles. Good afternoon and welcome to Annenberg Radio News for Tuesday, February 19th, 2008. I'm Laura Weber. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Mayor Antonio Villaraigosa spoke today in support of an L.A. initiative for a green-collar job. Grow the economy, protect the environment, do so by creating new green jobs. The plan will create jobs in environment-centered industries to help combat unemployment. The L.A. Housing Coalition is demanding the city protect low-income housing for residents. As Stephanie Meisenheimer reports, the coalition held a rally today to call attention to the issue. The rally was held outside a downtown apartment building where residents claim they have been bullied by their landlord and threatened with eviction if they refuse to pay increased rent. Other low-income housing buildings in the area are being demolished and replaced by expensive condos and apartments. Olivia Bush, a senior citizen, says her landlord has increased her rent 3% every year. And now they're trying to kick me out. I have to use that word, is to kick me out. Because I have been paying rent there since 1975. Pedro Olguin, internal organizer for the Service Employees International Union, is preparing to address the L.A. City Council on this issue. That there is funds that are, that are there, however, they're just in the trust fund and not being put to, put to work. On March 5th, the Housing Coalition and other community advocacy groups will go before the L.A. City Council to present their plan to preserve affordable housing. Stephanie Meisenheimer, Annenberg Radio News. The Los Angeles Police Protective Agency and the Association for Los Angeles Deputy Sheriffs are among the six local law enforcement groups endorsing State Senator Mark Ridley-Thomas for L.A. County Supervisor. Ridley-Thomas is running against Councilman and former LAPD Chief Bernard Parks for the 2nd District seat. The Department of Health Services' proposed budget could have a big impact on health care for some South L.A. residents. It would close several county, county-run county clinics. The proposed cuts were presented today to the Los Angeles Board of Supervisors. Michael Lays is with the health advocacy group LA Action. The folks who access those services, they're largely uninsured, low-income families in Los Angeles. So we would want to be very careful to find out more about some of the unanswered questions. For example, how would that transition work going from a closure of the 11 of the 12 clinics that are currently operated, shifting that to private nonprofit clinics. The proposed changes would help the county narrow its budget deficit. The final vote is not expected until June. Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger signed an executive order today requiring government agencies to cut spending in order to control the state's budget crisis. He also said the state must take more action to halt the crisis and prevent it from worsening. I just want to remind the legislators that every day we wait, we're going to have to make more cuts. We must be fiscally responsible in this building, and we must make decisions now. 
The governor estimates the order will save the state $100 million. Looking at the weather, we'll have lows in the 50s tonight. Expect showers late tonight and tomorrow morning with a high of 62. Thursday looks cloudy with temperatures in the mid-60s. Later on Annenberg Radio News, hear how green-collar jobs will help unemployment in South L.A. Recycling isn't always the easiest thing to do, but a Los Angeles program is hoping to change that for restaurants. Victoria Sanchez reports. Named the best soul food in town. In the kitchen, hot fried chicken fresh out of the deep fryer sits to cool, while the cook, only known as Eddie, makes sure he has enough potatoes peeled and cut up ready for the Sunday morning rush. With everything this family-owned restaurant has to do, does recycling take place? Tammy Mickle says it doesn't. No, we don't, unfortunately. Recycle space is, uh, you know, we're not very big. So just having the space is just enough for trash cans. We do need to recycle. I will admit that, but no, we don't recycle. Neil Guglielmo is the division manager of L.A. Citywide Recycling. Uh, when you look at recycling in general, whether it be at a restaurant or some other type of business or even at, um, say, apartments or even condominiums, um, space constraints are always one of the concerns that will come up when it comes to recycling programs. But Guglielmo says there are many ways to address space constraints. Once you start recycling, um, you can usually reduce the size of the trash containers um, and then add a recycling container. So there's really no net increase in how much space you will need. It just means that you have to be very good about recycling. But recycling goes beyond soda cans and plastic bottles. Restaurants have about 70% of their waste stream or more is organic. That means uh, it can be composted, which is a subversion of recycling, natural recycling, basically. And for these organic materials, which are pieces of leftover food, the city of Los Angeles has a restaurant food waste program. We will go out and we educate the restaurant owners, the managers, the supervisors, and all the staff at the restaurant on how to recycle. We then provide them with the containers, both, um, they call them Slim Jims. They're kind of um, tall, skinny containers that go under the, um, the uh, prep tables in the, uh, the kitchen areas of the restaurants. And um, just like they have their trash Slim Jims, now they have green Slim Jims for the organic waste. In the program, once a day, a dump truck will pick up the compost. But food scrap recycling isn't common knowledge like recycling aluminum cans. At Mama's house, they sell canned soda, but still don't recycle the empty ones. Uh-huh, see, that can be recyclable, and we do sell bottled water, too. That can be, you're right, you, I'm not going to see her and deny that, yeah. But for Mickle, there's a big difference between work and home. I recycle just about everything. My plastic, because I drink a lot of water, so all my water bottles, milk, containers, anything we... Me and my cousin, we live together. We have drink a lot of vitamin water, bottled water, and glass, too. And while this type of recycling doesn't include the city service, Guglielmo says that's all right. Whether they're recycling themselves or we're going to be able to recycle through the blue bin, either way is fine with us. When you're doing that self-redemption, that self-recycling, you're still recycling. So you're still keeping materials that can be recycled out of the waste stream. 
And that is always our goal and intent. Eddie says when people recycle, it keeps the neighborhood streets clean and gives recyclers extra money in their pockets. For Mickle, she'd rather turn in her two bags of recycling rather than put it in a designated blue bin. I take mine and get little money for mine, so that'll cut into my little latte money if I, <laughs> if I do that. Guglielmo says whether it's to clean up the community or just make some extra cash, keep in mind the three R's. You got reduced trash, you got reuse of items, then you have recycling. The more we can do to change that behavior, the more successful we'll be on reducing how much trash gets generated, how much we can recycle, and then actually be more financially responsible and environmentally responsible as well. For more information on all the ways you can recycle, log on to www.lacity.org slash san slash recycle. Victoria Sanchez, Annenberg, Radio News. Now back to our top story. Los Angeles is working to bring more eco-friendly jobs into the city. Sonata Lee reports. Los Angeles is making strides towards fighting unemployment and global warming in one foul swoop. Last year, the House of Representatives passed a bill that would make more than $100 million a year available across the country to train workers for jobs in the clean energy sector. Now, Los Angeles has created its own green initiative. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi joined Mayor Antonio Villaraigosa to announce the plan. Uh, Mayor Villaraigosa's green initiatives are keeping Los Angeles in the lead now and in the future. By creating public-private partnerships, you will not only create local jobs uh, and green jobs and train workers in the green energy revolution, but leverage uh, private capital with federal incentives to ensure that the United States is the leader in innovation and competitiveness in the uh, renewable energy sector. The Los Angeles Department of Water and Power is formulating a strategy to create more than 300 jobs in solar energy in the next three years. Mayor Villaraigosa says that greening the economy is crucial to environmental and financial health. By expanding solar in Los Angeles, we can green our economy while expanding it. Our solar jobs initiative is just the tip of the iceberg because there won't be any icebergs left if we don't do something comprehensive to green our economy. Brian Hurd teaches people how to install solar panels at the East L.A. Skills Center. He says that green-collar jobs create work opportunities for people who may otherwise have trouble finding employment. Well, the the whole thrust of the green-collar jobs movement is to provide uh, pathways out of poverty, also to provide a bridge to middle-class jobs to our most disenfranchised. Heard predicts that solar technology will eventually be in every building in the city. Technical programs funded by legislation such as Nancy Pelosi's Green Jobs Act of 2007 will help train workers to make that happen. And you, you have to imagine this. Every structure in Southern California was some type of solar. It is going to happen in your lifetime. So we're looking at a ton of work. I'm talking about we, and we don't have the training. Well, we have to, we have to expand this. And it's programs like Nancy Pelosi's, programs like that that are going to make it possible. As a part of the Green Initiative, the Los Angeles DWP has designated five South Los Angeles high schools for green-collar job training. Sonata Lee, Annenberg Radio News. 
Michael Whitman founded Third Planet Energy to provide alternative fuel options for L.A. drivers. When I spoke with him earlier today, he stressed the importance of sustainable energy. One of the key things that you hear in the environmental talk today is renewable, renewable, renewable. And that's really great. But renewable without sustainable has little meaning. They're inextricably linked, those two concepts. How, how are they connected? Well, um, an example would be um, ethanol in America, the E85, which is created from corn stock. You cannot make fuel from food stocks. It upsets the commodity pricing and everything in the marketplace. And we know that now because corn is made, sweetener prices go up, meat, dairy, plastics, because some are made from corn. In addition, corn farmers are making so much money on corn now, they cut back 40% on wheat. And we were one of the few wheat producers in the world that is not in drought right now. So it's caused wheat prices to go up. So we need to work with things that are not going to upset that, that blend or that flow in our natural marketplaces. Could you talk a little bit about um, your work in L.A. specifically? Yes, we provide uh, three different services. One, we sell vegetable oil for those individuals that have converted their diesel engines to run on veggie oil. We also sell systems to store and pump it in your home or your business. And another thing that we did, we just sort of started out and put our toe in the water, and it turns out to be something very special, and that is we sell emblems, chrome emblems to express to the world what choice of fuel you have. Because if you're going to do something good, you want to express it to the world. And in any great movement, whatever it may be, communication is the very first and most important thing that needs to take place in order to spread the word and get others to know about it. And this is something staring us in the face that all we have to do is change the fuel. No major infrastructure changes, no big technology, nothing at all. We already have it. It's here. It's now. But they're not doing it. There's a lot of bureaucracy in the way. We now check in with Kate Kogirin to find out what's coming up on Annenberg TV News at 6 p.m. on Trojan. Thanks, Laura. Tonight we'll have the latest results in the primaries in Wisconsin, Washington State, and in the Hawaii caucus. Also hear what the local reaction is on Cuban President Fidel Castro's resignation. So catch us at 6 p.m. on Trojan Vision or watch us anytime at ATVN.org. Well, that wraps it up for us today. From all of us at Annenberg Radio News, I'm Laura Weber.